So today is going to be the last of a series of sermons on the Eucharist that I'm giving you uh, as we concluded the Lord's uh, Bread of Life sermon today. And I want to close today with a very practical question, not a theological question, but a simple practical question. Why is it that if we receive Holy Communion, we're not transformed? Why is it that if we've been fed by the Lord himself, we haven't all become saints? I want to start by making an analogy with going to the gym. So when I registered with a local GP here, he gave me a a free voucher to join a gym for one session at least. And if you go to these gyms, there's a bewildering display of um, machines to tire yourself out on. Um, But the point I want to make to you is, if you go to those gyms, And whatever exercise you do, it's not enough just to go to the gym. You need to be doing something before you get to the gym, and you need to do something after the gym. Um, Most importantly, you need to eat a healthy diet. You need to live a healthy lifestyle. There's no point just going to the gym and thinking that's going to sort you out, that you'll look like Arnold Schwarzenegger if, you know, You need a whole package of a lifestyle for that to have some effect. And the point is this, that receiving Holy Communion is the same. That there's a whole lifestyle we need if communion's gonna change. We need to be prepared if communion's going to change us. That otherwise we just damage ourselves So if you go to the gym on a full bloated stomach, actually you can do yourself some harm. If you go to the gym malnourished and without having eaten, that also won't be good for you. And if you approach Holy Communion without being prepared, that too will damage you. So as I've quoted in the newsletter, um, the standard text from St. Paul on this is frighteningly clear. And that he says, he who eats and drinks unworthily eats and drinks condemnation upon himself and damages himself. That what is it that's available for us in Holy Communion? Well, it's everything. It's the Lord himself and all he can bring to us. We can be utterly transformed by Holy Communion, but it's not automatic. We need to get ourselves ready. We need to be prepared. And being prepared for Holy Communion isn't isn't just an on-off switch. There are different degrees of being prepared. And the more prepared I am, then the more benefit I'm going to receive. Most pivotally, the preparation we need is, is regular confession. And most basically, confession for our mortal sins. And the need to confess mortal sin before going to communion, that's not just an old-fashioned teaching. It's it's biblical. It's been in the church for 2,000 years since Christ. Um, And as I've quoted in the newsletter, it's repeated just very recently by Pope Francis. This is just standard Catholic thought, that we need to need to confess our grievous sins 
before coming to communion. And what would those be? Well, I've listed in the newsletter three examples of a mortal sin that might prevent us going to communion. Three rather different examples. So to start with, the first example of missing Sunday Mass. So Sunday Mass is a serious obligation for us, that it's of the Ten Commandments, the third is to keep the Lord's Day holy. Well, if I don't do what the Lord told us to do, do this in memory of me, if I don't come to Mass to worship him on his day, Sunday, then I'm missing something hugely important. And I can't skip that and then just turn up another week and think I'm okay to go to communion. I need to put something right first. I need to recognize that I've done something wrong. I need to repent of it, resolve not to do it again, and then get forgiven and restored in the sacrament of confession. And that same pattern holds with any mortal sin. So a different example I put in the newsletter, pornography and the related solitary vice. This is a serious thing in a different way. And then sometimes we can have a problem that isn't a one-off sin, but is a whole package of our behavior, what's called a state of life, an ongoing situation. And we need Say if we're living, someone we're living with someone we're not married to, we need to put that right before we're ready to come to the Lord for Holy Communion. But we can put it right, and we can be restored in this great sacrament of confession. It's not just that there's a barrier and a problem and there's nothing we can do. No, actually, it's, it's quite straightforward what we need to do. To repent, to resolve, to change, and to be restored in confession. But let me come back to the point I made a minute ago. That beyond the bare minimum of needing to confess mortal sins, there are whole degrees of being prepared. And if I want to gain more and more from Holy Communion, then the thing to do is to come more and more to confession. So I've sometimes been asked, well, how often do I have to go to confession? Well, a better question is, how often is it good for me to go to confession? Because the more often I'm going to confession, the more deeply with that that I learn how to confess, that I learn how to examine myself and purify myself with the Lord, then the more and more I'm going to be ready to receive the graces available in this great sacrifice. So for four weeks now, our scripture readings at Mass have been about the Lord and Holy Communion. And those readings have challenged us in different ways. Uh, our first and second reading, um, and the reason I'm preaching about this today, focus on the issue of lifestyle. That if my lifestyle isn't right. So as we heard St. Paul say to the Ephesians, be very careful about the sort of lives you lead. As we heard in our first reading, leave your folly. Because if our lives aren't suitable, then we're not prepared, we're not ready for Holy Communion.
So to return to my opening analogy with the gym. There's no point going to the gym unless your diet and your lifestyle prepare you for it. And there's no point going to Holy Communion unless similarly we are prepared, unless similarly we are regularly getting ourselves to confession.